It's time to talk grub, my very, mm-hmm. very favourite. And uh, we're talking dinner parties and some of the disasters that can mm-hmm. happen at dinner parties with lovefood.com. Yes, there are. Um, dinner parties are often the best way to entertain, especially since the mood isn't forcibly dictated by closing hours or by the formality of a restaurant. There's no waiters to tip, no neatly hidden pricey hurdles and no bill to argue over. Home dining, however, comes with its own potential disaster. And here are some. The unfortunate seat. It's hard to argue with a host if you're placed in a seat which leaves you with a few conversation options other than with a dull, overcritical guest who spits while they eat. Well, there's not much you can do. No, there is. Wouldn't a, that be do, awful? Christine, do you know something? I have, you know, I've been at, in occasion, on occasions, I've been at things like, you know, a wedding where I don't really maybe know very many people at the table. And I get the whole thing about kind of mixing people up so that, you know, your friends get to know your other friends, you know, yeah. if you're the couple getting married. Um but at the same time, sometimes I feel as if I've been put at tables where not much thought has gone into the table planning. And I thought, why am I, why am I actually sitting here? Um, it's probably because you're good at talking to people, you see. Well, the thing is, Christine, I don't like silences. I don't like, um, I find, I do find silences really uncomfortable. So I do kind of tend to talk like a budgie and it can come across as kind of verbal diarrhea at times. So, you know, it, but it's, it, it's because I, I end up getting angry because I think, why are you being so lazy? Why are you not making conversation? Um, well, there are some people who just are not like that they're just dull people mm. and whoever puts put you next to that person probably thought yes you can do it you can make it work oh yeah I mean I've also been at a table I remember one wedding in particular where somebody was just so obnoxious and insulted me in front of everybody in <gasps> front of the table and uh, I won't even say what it was that they said um, but it, it was so insulting and it was to do with my blindness oh, um, no. yeah it was and you know everybody kind of went quiet and I just of kind course. of you know, I've brushed it off as if it didn't matter because I didn't want to make a scene. But I remember at the time thinking, oh, my goodness, that's just so embarrassing. Um, doesn't say much for the person. No, concerned. no, Gosh. it didn't. But then, you know, when drink's been involved as well. Yeah. And yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a difficult one. So, yes, not a very nice situation to be in if you're sitting next to the, the oaf <laughs> at the dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know whether it's a compliment either. Are I you know. being Are you being put there because you are good at dealing with people like that? Are you being put there? because the hostess doesn't really like you that much. Like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, they said that in this... Uh, I didn't finish it, did I? But there is a solution to this problem apart from exacting equal revenge when it's your turn to reciprocate. Probably not. When you decide that put that person who put you with that difficult person, you do it when they come to your house. Yeah, you see... I don't I, think we would. No, I t- well, I don't know. It would depend on the actual person. I mean, you know, I wouldn't necessarily invite people to my house. I'm a little bit fussy about who I invite to my house. Um, you know, oh, if I didn't... Thank you, because you've invited me. I have, nice. many <laughs> times. And actually, I'm waiting for you to take my offer up. Um, but no, I am. And, mm. and I feel as if, you know, I, I, I wouldn't go inviting people that I didn't like like to my house and but what's and, the point I agree and feeding yeah. them sometimes mm. though you do have somebody that's at your house and it's maybe their partner that you think oh my goodness yeah. I can't really bear mm. nothing you can do if you love your friend you've got to love their you partner you have to go with it mm-hmm. <laughs> okay what's the next disaster well another thing is uh things you don't like there are some things people really don't like to see on a plate 
Granted, you really ought to grow up and grow out of these pet hates, but they're almost impossible to begin to like at a dinner party. You might find yourself tucking into something you thought was one thing, say, a pig in its blanket, only to realise, mid-chew, that in fact you are eating a devil on horseback, an altogether very different canopy. Try to keep a straight face in these situations, although it's hard. Have you ever found yourself putting on your best grimace, concealing smile, in order to pretend that what you're eating is in fact one of your favourite things? Chances are you're not alone. Look up at others the next time plates come from the kitchen's hatch and try and spot those who are quietly dying inside. You see, I'm not a fussy eater. Neither am um, I. I'm really, me. really not. So it doesn't really bother me. And actually, I love pigs and blankets, um, but I yes. love uh, devils on horseback even more. So I would be delighted <laughs> if I found I was, uh, you know, biting into the wrong thing. But um, I mean, yes, I've been to people's houses before where I've thought this isn't great or it's a bit cold or it's... Well, I was going to say, if it's not cooked properly and, you you know, you've got to try to eat it, then it's hard. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I would insist on maybe not eating would be chicken, but I wouldn't make a big deal about it. I would, mm. you oh, know, you if, if chicken. No, no, no. I mean, I do oh. eat chicken, but if the chicken was pink inside, oh yeah, it's not cooked. Yeah, if it wasn't yeah. cooked properly, because that's obviously no, that's, one that you can be ill. You've got yeah. to be very careful with chicken, but yeah. uh, anything. I mean, I would just leave it at the side of my plate, to be yeah. honest, and I wouldn't say anything about it. And if they asked, I would just say, I'm so full. Yes. Um, I, I usually lovely. always <laughs> save the best till last. And I just have made such a huge mistake this time because I'm so full. Um, but <laughs> That's <laughs> a good one. Very mm, good. Yeah. <laughs> OK, next uh, disaster. <laughs> Not having uh, enough of something. Sometimes there aren't enough glasses, chairs, or, embarrassingly, wine. But isn't it so annoying when you're not given enough food? And as a host, it can be galling to find yourself with less grub than you may have thought your recipe was going to provide. But as a diner, being given a measly portion of shepherd's pie and a, da and a dash of mushy carrots as a side can be disappointing to you and your rumbling stomach. I would just... Oh, I'd be mortified if anybody came to my house and left hungry. Not that they would probably tell me, but I always overcook deliberately. Um, and I don't know if that's kind of growing up in a, an Irish kind of farmhouse where, yes. you know, there's always people popping by and there's always kind of, you know, somebody, you know, joining you for dinner or, you know, unexpectedly. Whatever. You've always got extra, an extra bit to stay Always. Case. Always, always, always got extra. And if I've got my friends around, you know, they get mammoth portions. I mean, I don't mean that, you know, to the point where it, it's ridiculous, but I, mm -hmm. they get a big portion of food. Yeah, um, good. And it's, <laughs> well, it would be good because you cook well, so they'd be happy. Well, <laughs> well, you know, you hope. But then people people are polite. So um, <laughs> it's when they, they ask for seconds, then you know you've done a good job. But yes, um, yeah. but yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't like going out, even to a restaurant and having a measly portion. I like to get my money's worth. Mm, mm. And some recipes, um, restaurants these days, they do give you small portions. It's very apparently very smart to have small portions. Yeah, Ridiculous. well, mm. uh, yeah, I think, you mm. know, there's a huge... Sometimes you can go to a restaurant and it's deemed kind of, you, you know, you want a nice size portion. Mm. I don't mean you don't want to be walking away feeling uncomfortable, but you want a nice size portion, yes. but yeah. not a silly, piddly little portion no. that, you With know, a little bit of squiggle around it. Well, you've actually got to stop at the chippy on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, gosh. And we've got another one now on spilling drinks. Have you ever spilt some of your wine, gravy and or coffee on a carpet and desperately hope that no one notices? You've probably covered stains with your foot and ashamedly pretended to come across a carpet blemish that you had caused and blaming it on someone else. As a host, stains can be equally difficult. What happens, for example, when you have to feign indifference to the red blotch of wine that your friend's young child has just splashed onto your new sofa? If ever there were a smile to smile through gritted teeth, that would be it. Gosh, that's hard. You know, it is hard. And, you know, I, I remember many, many years ago having a friend around that um, it, it wasn't so much a friend. It was somebody I knew, but she had brought her her children and mm-hmm. um, they were playing. Uh, I caught them sword fighting with my toilet brush um, <laughs> throwing. Uh, there was a candle. I had a big candle um, that they were throwing around the room and there was wax oh, all over the floor. And then one of them. Had Where gone was in- she? She was sitting with me, but, you know, I I think I was young and I was kind of a bit frightened to say. Now I would say children behave. Um, But back then I was kind of like, oh, it's fine, it's fine. As they (sighs) raided my makeup bag and this child is, oh, it was just horrific. I can't even think about it. Let's move on to the last one. (laughs) Um, Hide the packet. Have you ever wondered... Up, uh, wandered up into your friend's kitchens while they're cooking you a homemade meal only to spot a jar or two of something on the counter that they suggested they had been making all afternoon with their own hands. Uh, who is more embarrassed, you or them? And how many of you can honestly say that crushing one's own olives is easier than buying a ready-made tapenade paste from the corner shop or buying pesto instead of making it? There are many dinner party disaster potentials to list. Cooking a carnivorous meal and then finding a guest has brought a vegetarian friend along or even realising that two of the people you've asked around are, without your knowledge, former lovers. Or just two examples. And what about the friend that you've invited despite their torrid cold who proceeds to double dip their tortilla chips into the communal dips and sauces? I know it's it's hideous. The thought is terrifying. It really is. People using, you know, their fork to double dip or use. Oh no 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 no. Anyway, listen, Christine. Thank you so much for taking us through that. Now that's from the LoveFood.com website. If you want to take a look yourself, it's fully accessible.